the doctor walks in and says, we see signs of Down syndrome in your baby. And I hadn't even held him yet. We were both blindsided by it. And before that shocking news, complications had arisen while Rebecca Lyons was giving birth to her son, Cade. And unbeknownst to her or her husband, those complications would lead to Rebecca having panic attacks years later. While my panic attacks began in claustrophobia, it morphed into a smothering, never an ability to take a deep breath, which was very much connected to the day that Cade was born, where I felt like I was dying on the table. When everything around me's shaken And I feel like my own heart has hardened sorrow that's too great to bear When it feels like hope cannot be found Grace abounds In spite of all she's gone through, Rebecca Lyons knows that God is always faithful. Rebecca's our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, celebrating 70 years of proclaiming the message of Jesus Christ. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. Struggling with anxiety is a big part of Rebecca's story. It's something many people struggle with. She's going to share from her personal journey of healing, and we'll also hear a take on anxiety from Billy Graham. Anxiety is the natural result when our hopes are centered in anything short of God and His will for our lives. But God has promised to the Christian peace. You will only find it if you repent of your sins and come to Christ as your Savior. If you'd like to know the peace that only Jesus Christ can offer, then visit us at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. If you'd like to pray with somebody right here, right now, and especially if you deal with anxiety, we're here for you. You can call. Somebody's waiting to talk with you and to pray with you at 888-388-2683. In fact, write this down for future reference. 888-388-2683. You can also get the website and the phone number in the show notes for this episode. GPS. God. People. Stories. I grew up in Florida, in St. Petersburg. First born of three girls, I have an older brother who was adopted, six years older than me. So between the oldest and the youngest, we were 18 years apart, all of us. So my parents stayed young uh, with just continually spacing us out and having kids. Rebecca's parents were teachers at a Christian school, so education was an important part of her life. We didn't have a TV till I was in middle school. And so my nickname was Becca Book. We would go to the library. I'd probably check out 20 books. And I'd just go home, nose buried in a book the entire week. Growing up in an educator's home and household, my dad was really brilliant at math and English. He was ambidextrous. And so between he and my mom, everything was corrected. Pronunciation, grammar, the past tense, the spelling. So it's just what I just absorbed growing up in our home, reading books and then learning from them. Something else Rebecca learned about from her parents was the Christian faith. My dad actually spent time as a pastor before I was born. My mom and he helped plant a church. And so that was before I came along. And then by the time I was born, they were 
working in, in education, I definitely had a foundation of faith from my earliest memories. That foundation of faith led to Rebecca building her own relationship with Jesus. She accepted Christ when she was five. Then right before her teenage years, Rebecca had an experience that solidified her decision for Christ. I do remember going to this church camp and a lot of people wound up praying to get saved again that week, including my counselor who announced it to all of us sixth grade girls. And we're thinking, oh my goodness, if she's not a Christian, then surely we're not really a Christian. You know, like this, it just created this like ripple effect of everyone needs to double down and pray the prayer again, just to make sure. And I just remember the Holy Spirit just reminding me of the day I accepted Christ and how I was five and how I believed that the story of Jesus was true and that he did love me and he did die for my sin and he rescued me. And so I just decided in sixth grade, I'm, I'm not going to repray this prayer. I'm, I just felt conviction. Like I'm not, I'm going, this is, this is true. And this is what I believe. And it has always been. And I'm not going to worry that it wasn't sincere or I didn't say it exactly to script. Rebecca was sure that Jesus was her savior and her faith in him grew stronger during high school and college. She went to Liberty University and that is where she met her husband, Gabe. Gabe and Rebecca got married in 1997. Then, a few years later, the Lions faced their first major challenge as a married couple when their son, Cade, was diagnosed with Down syndrome six hours after he was born. That was three years into our marriage. I was 26, and we were completely blindsided by it. And I hadn't even held him yet. He was only four and a half pounds full term. There was a failure to thrive experience in that third trimester, I was already traumatized just uh, getting him out. And he was as well. And so at that point, it was more about fighting for his life. He was in the NICU on breathing and respirator and feeding tube that first week. Um, So the, the diagnosis was secondary. We were just like, he's our son and we're, you know, wanted him to live. But once that was stabilized, I mean, for sure, grief set in and it was just because it was loss of what I had thought and imagined and um, also fear of the unknown. Learning how to be parents to a special needs baby was hard for Gabe and Rebecca. I knew God was faithful the entire time. My prayer life exploded, but it was a very lonely time because... um, Like all our friends, kids were developing normally and quickly. And I would like kind of leave those playdates and just cry in the car on the way home. Because you kind of keep thinking like, oh, this milestone will be met by this time. He won't, he might not walk or talk or whatever, but maybe he'll sit up by this time. Or I remember at his one year birthday party, like I, I just went overboard. I took this cake decorating class where I wanted to make the perfect iced lion face for Cade Lions. And I did a lion cake and then I did lion cupcakes and I probably did like a hundred things. And I just remember crying while I was doing it because it's like, I needed something I could control. And uh, hear me, like there's been a lot of tear shit over Cade over the years, but I'm saying in those early years of release and surrender, a very big one happened on his first birthday when I just was like still realizing that I was carrying grief. And I think it was because the milestones start to come and you realize like, oh, we're going to be here for a long time. The Lions had to learn to take things one day at a time and to lean into God's strength more than they had ever in their lives previously. 
Not only was their faith growing, their family was also about to grow. Two years after Cade was born, Rebecca and Gabe had their second son, Pierce. When Pierce came on the scene, he was all smiles. And Cade, he just brought the best out of Cade. And they were, they looked like twins for the longest time. And um, his brother wound up being Cade's best friend and his inspiration, like his model, really. And it went from going, we have a child with different abilities or special needs versus we are a special needs family. It was it was more about like, this is part of our story, but it's not the entirety of our story. And I think that just helped me um, have perspective, like that my identity is not formed in the fact that I am now a special needs mom. I'm a mom and I have different kids with different abilities all across the board. And God has entrusted me with the gifts to be able to navigate that. Um, one child at a time, one day at a time. It was around the time that Pierce was born that the Lions were also using their gifts from God to start a ministry called Q Ideas. And Q stands for questions. And it's really a question we ask every year, whether it's our events or our Q media or gatherings or virtual, you name it. Um, It's what does faithfulness look like uh, when culture feels lost or spinning out? and how, how does our faith actually have something to say toward every difficult conversation happening in this moment, whether it's race or gender or sexuality or adoption of technology or objectification of women or you name it. How does our faith inform how we see the world and through a biblical conviction? We've done that now for about 17 years and lead... Um, Think of like TED talks from faith. So nine minute talks, 12, you know, 18 minute talks. We just believe it's important to be just going to the front lines of where where our faith is needed. At that time, Q Ideas was based in Atlanta. But when a friend from New York City told Rebecca and Gabe about the need for their type of ministry in the Big Apple, they decided to move there. But that ushered in a new season of struggle. Mm, Rebecca was about to face something she'd never dealt with before anxiety, and panic attacks. Initially, it was triggered by being on an airplane or in an elevator or on a subway. But the roots went deeper. If you kind of study claustrophobia, it's connected to a fear of being trapped or it triggers a memory of, and it can be a metaphor of trapped, being trapped, whether it's a circumstance or a situation or a relationship or something. But in in essence, it's a feeling of powerlessness it morphed into a smothering like a like a never an ability to take to take a deep breath and feeling like i couldn't breathe which was very much connected to the day that Kate was born um 9 years prior where i felt like i was dying on the table they i had two epidurals back to back because they had to rush to get them out and they weren't kicking in fast enough so they gave me a second and then what it's something happened that's called a high block and it goes up into your lungs and your lungs are actually paralyzed I'm like, I think I'm dying and everyone's focused on Kate right now. And I, I literally can't breathe. Um, mm-hmm. And the doctor, Gabe, thankfully, he said, is this normal? And called the doctor. And the doctor said, if you stop breathing, we can breathe for you. And I just remember thinking like, uh, that's not that's not the comfort that I needed to hear right now. And, and they wound up putting oxygen on me and kind of propped me and started giving me something else to offset the other. So I would, I wound up being okay, but it was a terrifying few moments and I do think there was trauma from it. 
and that trauma was being replayed beneath the surface any time Rebecca was in a tight space or if she felt like she couldn't escape. Her first major panic attack happened in 2010 when she was on an airplane, and she continued to suffer from them until one night in 2011. She remembers sitting up in bed and crying out to God to rescue her. Now, she had done that before, but this time something was different. Rebecca wasn't cured of her anxiety, but she began to find freedom one day at a time. As the healing journey began, if I started to feel it come on, I would immediately just confess out loud with my mouth scripture, like, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind, or I will keep her in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on me. I would literally picture the, the eyes of Christ, like the visualization of like seeing Jesus. I got very well acquainted with declaring scripture that was true um, of who God is in his nature and what he's given me as an inheritance. And so as a result, like faith was growing leaps and bounds in that season because I was being tested on every front and responding in kind with God's word, the sword of the spirit. As she found healing for herself, Rebecca became passionate about trying to help other people going through the same thing. She started writing about being rescued by Jesus, and that launched her into becoming an author and speaker. Rebecca's published several books about living with anxiety and establishing rhythms that help someone learn how to deal with anxiety, be healthy, and tune in with God. God works in our lives in two miraculous ways. He, he pulls us from a pit. He's the rescuer. Absolutely. And that rescue moment happens and then we are literally delivered and we're set up. But, but still, he also says, this is the way, walk in it. You know, like it requires disciplines and discipleship to actually relearn or rechart a new course, or you're just going to fall back in a pit. That's a truth Rebecca knows all too well. It was 2017, and after being free from any major panic attacks for years, Rebecca had the worst one of her life. I was in like a 100-year-old home. Nobody was home. My phone died. It was, we were visiting friends. Um, nobody was going to be back home for a couple hours. And it was like concrete walls, very thick, a small little toilet area. So it was like the worst case of everything just kind of brought it right back. And it was a hundred year old door, really solid antique lock that was broken. There was just in my logic model in my brain, I very quickly was like, there is no way of escape right here. Like literally it took all of 30 seconds for my entire body to be consumed with terror. And I thought I can't possibly sit in this space for the next several hours by myself. I will die. Like it literally is what's happening in your brain is like you're thinking I'm going to die. Frantically, Rebecca climbed out of a small window above the toilet. She scraped her legs as she fell into some rocks below. It's on the cliffs of the Pacific. And I just remember inhaling the salty air and just being like, what was that all about? It, it, was, it was so fast and so extreme that the kind of that whole day as I processed it, I kept just feeling the Holy Spirit just remind me in his word, like, I don't promise that fear won't come knocking, but I always make a way of escape that you will be able to bear it. And it was just this frail reminder that, that God is my ever-present help. Although she was initially discouraged by what seemed like a relapse, 
Rebecca has not given up on trusting in God for his strength and help in times of trouble. And she remains committed to helping other people who are dealing with depression, stress, and other mental health issues. Rebecca knows that Jesus Christ is faithful. She's seen that play out throughout her entire life, whether it was in raising her son Cade or adopting a daughter with special needs named Joy, or as she continued to face her own anxiety. If God is the author of our faith, he uses these, each experience to grow our faith. And so there are certainly seasons where you're just feeling like, wow, this is amazing. And then there's sometimes where their discouragement could also settle in. And I might have a struggle or something. I feel like God's constant nearness just brings me back to center and my faith continues to grow as a result. God is faithful. That simple fact has brought Rebecca Lyons immeasurable peace during life's hardest moments, when everything seems to be crashing in. Her faith in Christ has been strengthened by God's faithfulness to her. And that is exactly why she continues to share her story, hoping that others will put their faith and trust in Jesus. What about you? Are you ready to do that today? Then go to findpeacewithgod.net. Or maybe you say, I already know Jesus, but I'm struggling with anxiety just like Rebecca did. Well, you can go to that same website, findpeacewithgod.net, and you will find information there for you. Or you can call and talk with someone right now at our 24-hour prayer line. The number is 888-388-2683. Either way, we hope you'll reach out, and the phone number and the website are in our show notes. Part of what has made Rebecca Lyons Rebecca Lyons was that she was a child who loved books. Not really the rebellious type. Nevertheless, she did once try to go against her parents. How did that work out for her? We'll find out in just a minute. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Historians will probably call this present era an age of anxiety. In past years, men feared death, but today they fear life. Billy Graham. Anxiety is the natural result when our hopes are centered in anything short of God and His will for our lives. When we make anything else our goal, it is destined to end in frustration and defeat. God has never promised to remove all our troubles, problems, and difficulties. But God has promised to the Christian peace. You will only find it if you repent of your sins and come to Christ as your Savior. It is only as we have daily fellowship with God that we find abiding peace that we so desperately are searching for. Get your eyes on Christ. He was never anxious or worried for one moment. Even in the heat of conflict and battle, His heart, mind, soul, and strength were dedicated to the purpose and will of His Heavenly Father. He moved with a peace and serenity that all of us are searching for today. That peace and serenity can be yours when you begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. We can tell you more about it if you visit our website, findpeacewithgod.net. 
Our guest on this episode of GPS is Rebecca Lyons. She's written extensively about coping with mental health struggles as a follower of Jesus Christ. She also does a lot of speaking engagements, but Rebecca never thought that would be a career path. I was the one who said, I will not be a teacher. So I played piano starting at age six, off and on throughout until my senior year. And trumpet, I started in fourth grade and played that through my senior year. And I think because music was such a kind of the stream that I was in through through adolescence, I thought maybe I'd do something professionally in music. But the funniest thing is that once I started writing books later in life, and then I would start to travel and speak on that content or AKA teach on that content, I'll never forget someone came to me probably a year and they're like, you're such a good teacher. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be a teacher. I had said I wasn't going to be a teacher and here I am. I'm a total teacher and I get it exactly from my parents. We're grateful that Rebecca Lyons was willing to bear her soul and share her heart in sharing what she's learned with us on this episode. And we hope in listening, you were encouraged. You can follow Rebecca and learn more about her newest book and accompanying journal at her website, RebeccaLyons.com. By the way, that's Rebecca with a K, R-E-B-E-K-A-H, RebeccaLyons.com. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. We also want to thank Laura Story for allowing the use of some of her music in this episode. And of course, we want to thank you for listening. GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Trust me.